Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beers and. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about beers, beers and, and cocktails. cocktails. Woo, we're doing the things that you're not supposed to do. Mixing liquor. We're mixing, mixing booze. You know, I never today. actually believed in that. No, neither have I. I think that's some weak shit. I think if you drink enough, you're going to get sick anyway. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We've been there far too many times. Yes, we have. I think myself more than you. Uh, Maybe. Do you remember that time I threw up liquid Christmas trees? Yes, I do. That, we, was, that was terrible. To this day, um, the idea for whenever we're getting together and we're trying to figure out what we're going to drink, I always think I'm going to pick up a bottle of Rumplemints <laughs> just for you. Said no one ever. Yeah. That, uh, that, that for you over there, that is, uh, that is my buddy Alex. That's me. And, and uh, for me, for you, that's my buddy, <laughs> Nick. Nick. Okay, he said it. Yay! <gasps> Woo! Okay, this is this is a big episode for us, or it's we're big, we're thinking it's a big episode for us. I think this is a big deal. We're officially entering into double, double digits. digits. Wow, we're really we didn't sy- practice we're that. really syncing up today very <laughs> well. Uh, let's see how long that lasts. Probably not much longer. So we, Nick and I, decided that um, every ten episodes we want to do cocktails yeah we're gonna have a cocktail along with our beer because we still want to make sure this is a beer podcast absolutely and uh and today we're going ahead right off the bat and getting getting right down to the nitty-gritty with it spicy spicy caliente so today is going to be tequila 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 themed episode and our drink is a spicy pineapple margarita i am very excited for this me too fun fact this will be one of the his and hers drinks at our wedding. Oh, it will be. Yep, and believe it or not, it's not mine. Really? Christina's favorite drink is a is a margarita, a spicy pineapple margarita. Unbelievable. And also, she she also is very good at knowing her limit because no more than three. All right. Because hey. any more than three margaritas, and she's gonna have a bad time. Oh. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah. Hey, I think what you've just done, sir, is presented us with a challenge. Oh, challenge accepted. All right. On behalf of your future wife, challenge (laughs) Challenge. accepted, he says. 17 margaritas. 17 at a minimum. One for each year of wedded bliss. We need to do more. I get yes. I'm gonna have seventy-two gonna margaritas. No, no one said with you know if it's seventeen consecutive years or right. if it's in every other. It's a it's a maybe you break them up halfway. You know, just the general there. feeling of bliss. Yes, 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 yes. We're seventeen gonna, years. Yeah, I feel like now I now I regret saying it. Because I'm very it much feels... looking forward to the seventeen years of bliss I will have. <laughs> At your fiftieth wedding anniversary, <laughs> I want you to say we've had fifty years together, seventeen of which, as indicated by the number of margaritas my blushing bride had on our wedding day, pure bliss, have been bliss. That would be a wonderful. Uh, that would be a uh, wonderful way to spend my fiftieth wedding anniversary until I inevitably just whoop whoop was right, not married anymore. Right? Uh, yeah. Right. You wait till fifty <laughs> years. It is, I think we should see other people. <laughs> so we don't have brew news again. No. Because it's been just like very it's seltzer oriented and not eventful. Yeah. And uh, why bring you the news if it's nothing that's going to bring you joy? Right. right? So I want to bring everyone joy and I want to know, Nick, question of the day. Okay. You can only have one drink for the rest of your life. What would it be? One alcoholic drink. You, you can only choose one every time you went out to the bar. It could be beer, but it doesn't have to be. And it's the same drink all the time. It's got to be no. the same thing every time. Vodka tonic. Vodka tonic. Simple. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Why did I say tonic? No, no, no. no. You tell me. Vodka club. Vodka club. Okay, Stoli. So you don't want the tonic. No. Why? Specific. 
I can't do tonic after a while. I'm not a big fan. Like I, I went through a big like gin and tonic phase. And after a while, the tonic, I was like, it's too sweet. And it is sweet. Like upsets my stomach, but vodka club all the time, every time. Mm. Preferably Stoli. Okay. Or kettle. I didn't think you would say either of those. What did you think I would say? Tito's? No. You don't like not, Tito's? Not a big Tito's guy. It's craft distillery. Yeah, so yeah, so I'm told. Okay. You know, either that, uh, yeah, so it'd be Stoli or kettle. Or kettle. Uh, club soda Ooh. and preferably a lime. Oh, definitely a lime. Absolutely. Yeah, no lemons. What are you going for? Oof. Uh, um, probably a zombie. Oh, oh, I forgot what I'm those are big, again. I'm a big zombie fan. So zombie is um, 151 rum, Oof. dark rum, right? light rum, fruit juice. Oh. And I feel like there's usually um, triple sec in there. I like you could tell the difference between the two of us because you're going out. It's going to be a, It's going to be a fun time with that. And zombies all around. Woo, zombies, zombies for the forever. party over there. And meanwhile, I'm going, I'll have a vodka tonic. I just want a something vodka clear. soda. <laughs> I want something that I can drink a lot and not going to give me a massive hangover in the morning. That is true. Yeah, that's really what it's all about at this point. I will say that the, the zombies, you are not going to be having a good morning no no you know what no, you know a good no. way to to beat that is to just wake up and have another zombie hair of the dog absolutely right. not a lot of people believe that i think because it is a uh, a fallacy if i'm not mistaken i don't know i've tried it a lot and it works the only thing i can do first thing in the morning after like a night of drinking and i know i'm gonna have a drink i am a bitch for a bloody mary that's a good give one. give me a good spicy i want something that's gonna make me sweat just a little bit yeah yeah, love who, me a good Bloody Mary. Who was the one who put beer in their Cheerios? Was that Danny? Oh, I do not remember that. That was at the house. Oh, I must, house. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I was I feel maybe like was, not mentally present for that. I, you might have been asleep still, actually. I, I feel it, like it was Danny. It's possible. Yeah, we'll ask him. Oh, God. Okay, so today we already said we're talking about tequila and we're drinking a spicy, lovely looking pineapple margarita. Yeah. But we're also having beer. We are also having a beer. What are we drinking? This is uh this is a ghost. This is from um Westbrook Brewing. This is our first beer that's really kind of like from a, a different part of the states. Um, uh yeah, for the most part. Yeah, this is a uh, brew down in Mount Pleasant down in South Carolina. Mm. So uh it's a ghost beer. It is their take on a German style uh wheat beer, and it is brewed with uh coriander and sea salt. Yeah. Um CTZ hops. It's a tartier beer. CTZ hops. Correct. I've never heard of those. I have not either. I okay. just copied it from the website. Okay. Uh, um, Sourced locally. Yes, and uh, it's got a more of a tart flavor, so it is described then as a result as sour, salty, and delicious. Mm. And it looks like it's going to pair perfectly well with our drink. I hope so because which we also. Oh, sorry. I was going to say because this is muddled with cilantro. Cilantro. And you're probably thinking to yourself, well, those, those are two different things. But they're not. You idiot. <laughs> you fool. Stimpy. You idiot. You fool. No. Coriander and cilantro, they're the same thing. Yes, they are. Coriander seeds, cilantro is the actual the sprout, dude. Yeah, yeah is the leafy plant. Herb. Is the herb. So uh, what should we start off with here, then? What do you think we should... I feel like... It's got to be the beer, right? We do the beer first. Yeah, let's try with the beer. Let's start with the beer first. Yeah. Now, these are... Again, we've each got our own can for today. Um, they are only 4% ABV, so a little bit on the lighter side compared to what we are used to uh, going for here. I don't know why I'm 
grabbing everything in such an odd way. It's not going to be like super clear because it is a wheat beer. It is a wheat beer, but it does seem to have a fairly clean look to it. Oh, yeah. More or less. I've had a couple of beers with sea salt in the ingredients, and they've always been slightly interesting. Yeah, I feel like I have too, but I've never really gotten it too, too much of that flavor. You kind of don't. So I'm kind of curious because, you know, wheat is already such a naturally dry sort of flavor to begin with. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little curious to see if the sea salt will actually come through. It's a highly carbonated. Yeah, right? lots of little, a lot, little tiny bubbles. A lot more than I would have expected. It almost looks like, um, it looks more like a light beer than anything, especially the the head on mine is very foamy. As a result, and I'm going to say it is of the CTZ, uh, the, the hops and the kind of malts that is used, it is a pale wheat. Okay. Um, so that might be as a result of the, uh, or that might be adding to the uh, uh, pale nature of things mm. a little bit. Again, I can. I feel like I can smell the coriander. Ooh, I feel like I can too. It's there. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's. It looks nice and light. I'm hoping that it. I'm hoping that's got a nice like flavor palette. I think it's gonna drink, like a Belgian beer. I think it. I probably I will. Think be. So. Let's give it. Cheers. Sir. Give her a shot. Cheers. Okay. Wow. So I got to be honest. I was not expecting that flavor at all. I haven't had a, like just a regular sour beer in a long time. Minus either a fruit flavor or, you know, something else to give it like a fruity flavor. Yeah. This is very different in the fact that it is just sour. Yeah. Like you, you almost think there's going to be like a berry taste after or like some sort of citrus, but there's not, it's just sour. And then right at the end, I, I do get sea salt. A little bit of that sea salt then yeah. at the very end then. I, I'm surprised. This is incredibly refreshing. It is. It is a refreshing, yeah. refreshing sour because it's not it's not tart to the point where you're going to kind of like pucker, I think, as a result. You're not going to get that kind of like shock wave that's going to go through your body. Mm -hmm. I am very impressed. So it says on the back of the can, <clears throat> uh, once nearly extinct, this very refreshing style is making a comeback. Yeah. And like normally when I have ghosts, I feel like there's always a berry. Yeah. Yeah. In there. I think um I think something we had recently was a ghost with berries. Really? I think so. Oh. I think it's traditionally a ghost. But this is really good. Yeah. And I'm, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I'm pleasantly surprised. The coriander comes through. It's more of like a like a note. It's not a very prominent no flavor it, profile but it definitely comes through it's very nice very I, subtle i'm thinking that that's what's cutting some of the initial sour, sour mm -hmm. which makes it really really nice i am very impressed and as a, you know what's nice though is that like some of these like lower abv beers i t i think like tend to be lacking in any sort of like clear yeah flavor yeah definitely. Um, but this is not one of those like i could definitely kick back a couple of these and genuinely enjoy myself. I could very easily drink these while playing like beer pong. Absolutely. I think Absolutely. These are, these are great beer pong beers. Very, very, very impressed. So, it, and it's kind of interesting because uh, in looking up and learning a little bit about Westbrook, they tend to get very uh, like exper uh, experimental with mm. a lot of their flavors. Love that. Um, yeah, there's a couple on there that I think we should definitely go ahead and probably give a uh, give a shot at. I um oh actually someone you know as well. Uh, name drop CJ Haynes. Oh my God! Had, was listening to us, and uh, hi CJ. He, and hey CJ. And he said that he would be going to Vermont very soon. 
and said that if we wanted anything from there to let him know and he'll bring it back for us uh cheese yeah some cabbage white cheddar oh yeah that's fine i think he was thinking more in the beer realm oh you know like strange vermont i know why would he want to give us beer (laughs) that's very weird as I grabbed the beer in front of me. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, maybe uh, CJ. All right. I think we might be taking you up on that, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I know there's beer elsewhere that I want to try. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and we've got, we've got a lot to make our way through, so. Oh, absolutely. I bet there's like a maple. I bet you we get something maple. Ooh, we should get something maple. Yeah. Or maybe something even that's like just from over the border. Maybe a good Canadian beer. Oh, I bet they've got they've got probably something good up there. They've got maple. They're quiet up there in Canada. I don't trust them. They got to be up to something. The Canadians. The Canadians. They got to be up to something with their with their eh. good looking prime minister and their we're gonna speak French but not the French that they speak in France. Shifty. You know, I'd like to think that uh, for once there was a country in the world that didn't have its heart set on tomfoolery and fucking up everyone else's time. It's Canada. I think it might be. They're just out there to have a good time, eh? 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 You know, eh? Hey, watch yourself over there, talking talking about us Canadians. Every time, every time you see someone Canadian in like movies or TV, blah blah blah, whatever, it's always like they're so apologetic. Oh yeah, even though it's not their fault. Oh sorry. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. You just stepped on my toe. I didn't realize I was in your way. Oh yeah. But meanwhile, in <laughs> meanwhile, if you're from where we are. It wasn't oh. just your fault that you stepped on our toe. It was your mother's your fault. Ancestors. It was your father's fault. It was your ancestors' fault. Absolutely. It was the person who made the shoes. It was their fault that you the had. The person who's standing next to you, even though it was your fault, it's Abs- probably their fault, too. Absolutely. It's everybody's fault but your own. We got to get out of Jersey, man. Not at all. I feel like this is where I thrive. <laughs> we definitely fit. This is where I thrive. We, we fit. Okay, so what do you think about this beer? I like it quite a bit. I'm going to give it too. a. I'm going to give it a three nine. I'm going to give it a three nine five. Reason being is that I think that maybe with a slight addition of a subtle fruit flavor that it might kick it up just another notch. But in terms of what it needs. a solid standard sour really holds its own, really holds its own. I think watermelon in that. Yeah, just prime. Just a little something. Yeah. Just a little something. I'm gonna go right where you are actually, three nine. Yeah. And like I, I wanted to just say this, like when we rate things, or at least when I rate them, it's not just based on taste, it's also based on how likely I would be to have it again. Yes. You yes, too? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Absolutely. And okay. I, and this again is one of those where I would definitely have more. Like this comes in a six pack, I would definitely enjoy the six pack throughout the course of a day. Oh yeah, out with some friends, having a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, backyard parties, barbecues. Absolutely. I know we talked about cornhole before, but cornhole comes to mind. Easy, I wish we easy got easy a, we, we got to set up some cornhole somewhere. Yeah, it's too cold now. It is. It's getting chilly out there. We are way past the uh, dog days of summer, and now we're into the cat days of Win- winter. Yeah. Is that right? I I sure. Okay. There's got to be something that's the opposite. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. I, I like the way that the, the cat, cat days, days of winter. Yeah, and it's not even winter yet. Oh, it's winter. It's not even winter yet. We yeah. don't get fall anymore. No, that doesn't exist. That is nope. a, that is something that we're gonna have to like teach our kids in history books. There were two other seasons. 
I it was, used to go from very cold to then pleasantly warm and then excruciatingly hot and then nice and cool and then very cold. Now it's just hot, hot, hot. I'm on fire. I'm dying. This is definitely an, adv- ed- ed- an advanced stage in your life. Oh. I can tell by the by the, by the by the rigmarole in your voice. Oh, absolutely. Just a little bit of... <laughs> no, this is, gonna, this is me at 40. I'm only 45 years old. Coming up to that, as a re- well as a result of the horrific changes, uh, we're going to age rapidly. Um, oh, I'm thinking. Sounds pleasant. Well, I don't, I don't know about you, but you know, I frequently moisturize, <laughs> so I'm trying to make sure that I'm keeping everything nice and I shower every and day, taut and together. Oh no, I don't do that. Oh, absolutely not. Are we not supposed to? It's bad for your skin. Dries it all out. Yeah. Well. Well. Anywho. Let's uh, <laughs> talk about something else. Anyway, the so fact I, that you've got dry skin and I don't shower enough evidently is not. You're saying that this isn't palatable. I don't, I don't think that's very podcasty material. Well, they they can't smell or see. No one wants to know about my. Yeah, we definitely have faces for radios. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I have here in uh, the heading of tequila, tequila, but up, da 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 da. This is good. But this is the Pee Wee Herman. Sixty-year-old aerobics class. No, that's how Pee Wee Herman danced to it. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now it makes sense. Should we, before we dive on in, should we go ahead and do you want to tell us a little bit about what's in this particular margarita? I do because we need to try these. I've been staring at it the whole episode. Okay. So we took a take on a spicy pineapple margarita. The ingredients. We have a tahine rimmed glass, which if you don't know what tahine is, it's like a limey, spicy salt mixture. Yeah. Essentially. And then the good stuff inside, we have muddled up pineapples, a couple sprigs of cilantro, Mm -hmm. some agave syrup, um, some jalapenos that I chopped up into little quarter inch rounds or as close as I can get to, (laughs) and the important stuff, tequila. And tequila, specifically Okay, so this tequila is called Key, and okay. I did a little reading on it, and it's kind of interesting. I was given this as a gift for when I graduated uh, Rad Tech School yeah. by my good buddy Scott, and this tequila is the only platinum extra Anejo tequila in the entire world. Did you just call me? Uh, oh, yeah, you, you heard me. just call me Anejo? Anejo. <laughs> you're you an a- Anejo. You're an Anejo coming to my goddamn home. <laughs> If, if you're not as uh, worldly as Nick, you may not know about all the kinds of tequila. So we have Blanco. Blanco. Gold or Joven. Joven. I think it's okay. pronounced. All right. Then there's Reposado, mm-hmm. Anejo, mm-hmm. and there's Extra Anejo now. Right. So what makes this Extra Anejo is they distill it once, then they distill it again. Mm-hmm. And then after it's distilled a second time, it sits in either... American white oak barrels that were used for whiskey or French Bordeaux barrels. Oh. And then after it comes out of those barrels up to three years of aging, it's distilled a third time in what they call their proprietary um, filtration process. So it gets all of the color out because it's clear. Yeah. Even though it shouldn't be, you know, because it's been aging in oak barrels. And uh, that's key. I am that's our tequila. I am about it. I am ready for it. I am very, very excited about this. I can see the seeds in here floating around, and I know it's going to be spicy, but I don't care. Neither do I. I mean, oh, that is delicious. 
That is phenomenally good. Yeah. Oh. Wow, that goes down nice and spicy. easy. Oh, there, there are limes in here. I forgot to add the lime juice. Or I forgot to say that we added lime juice. Yeah, so, that's you know, just the, the right amount, too. The citrus comes through really, really nice. It's not too spicy, but there's definitely a very, very pleasant mouth burn. Yeah, and it, you know what's nice, too, is that the, the flavors don't overtake the tequila. And the tequila also does, isn't, like, completely lost. I know what I'm drinking the entire time. I just got time. a whole lot of the tahini on the rim. Oh, man. Oh, I was going to say. We should have sprinkled a little in the drink. Mm. Holy cow. This is a 10 out of 10 in my eyes. Yeah, that is really, I'm going to say, that is really fucking good. Christina, well done. There won't be any cilantro in our uh, drink, unfortunately, at the wedding. But Wowzer. Now, I'm going to bring my own. Um, I w- I'm going to bring my own, too. This is very well done. Luckily, we have that very, very handy um, suit jacket pocket that we could just like stash sprigs of cilantro in. Absolutely. I thought you were going to say, luckily, I'm not allergic to pineapple anymore. And I was going to say, you're right. It's a good thing I'm not. Oh. Yeah, right? Otherwise, like, this would be uh, a really different episode. Like allergic, like couldn't have it, can't be around it? Uh, it used to be, or like No, it was a matter of mild. like ingesting it. Yeah, couldn't ingest it. Yeah, it uh, wasn't very good for me. But now, here we are. I mean, this is, re- pineapple is probably my favorite fruit too so i was gonna say it's really really it's very very good this is right up my alley mm-hmm. well done mm. i did mix this drink yes you did uh, honestly it came out pretty good okay. i am impressed all right so let's let's talk a little tequila let's talk tequila i'm gonna blow your mind <laughs> all right I, all I, right missy elliott i blew or I no. put my name down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It. Blue Cantrell. I apologize. Those that's are two very, that's... very different. No. To... <laughs> now, now let me blow your mind. Okay. <laughs> Took a while to get me. I haven't heard that song in many, many years. No, I know. I can't wait to go ahead and get the cease and desist summons. That's great. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to take you back in time. I'm, I'm going to set the scene. Dim the lights. Dim the lights. 1000 BC to 200 AD. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. The Aztecs ferment agave. Oh. A prized fermented liquid that they named polka, mm-hmm. which is like a um, a milky distilled substance from agave sap. Mm. So this is the first um, technically mezcal. Oh, so this is what mezcal is. So I, I have a note about mezcal. And what it is, is all tequila is mezcal, but not all mezcal is tequila. Oh, this is like all squares are rectangles, but not right. all rectangles are squares. Exactly. So I didn't know that. I always thought they were two separate, totally separate things. They're not. Oh. But this was the first, um, you know, first time that anyone has ever made this. Polka. Okay. Prized so much, in fact, the Aztecs worshipped two gods known for their relation to booze. The first, Maya Huel. Okay. Said to have birthed 400 drunk rabbit babies. I, man, I love old world mythology like so much. Right? I love old world mythology. Okay. And, and her husband, which I believe is pronounced Patakatel. Mm-hmm. And he was the god of healing, fertility, and the discoverer of pe- peyote. Oh. As well as the Lord of the Root of Polka. I thought you were going to say, like, if she gave birth to, like, drunk rabbits, he was going ahead and leading a band of, like, stoned foxes all over the place then. <laughs> no. No. He was uh, just, he just discovered peyote. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So. I love that trial and error. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So this was 
way, way back, way, way back, the first instance of what we know now is tequila. In the 1400s and the 1500s, the Spanish distill agave. Spain shows up and essentially invades the Aztecs' land. Okay? When they did this, they were very, very big brandy drinkers. Really? The, the, the Spanish? Yes. Huh. Huge brandy drinkers. It wasn't long before their supplies started to run out, so they had to get kind of creative. And they were, I, I don't know if they were the first, but they're very, very famous for their mud stills. So they would make stills from out, mud? Out mud. Yeah. Huh. And then that's where they would ferment everything. So <clears throat> when they had to get creative, they took agave and put it in the mud still. And this is where we got our first like taste of like legitimate, clear liquid. Interesting. And so the story goes on. I love that necessity is the mother of invention. Seriously. I always say laziness is the father of innovation. Okay. I think that works as I think that's the same. That's almost. Yeah. Seventeen hundreds to eighteen hundreds. Now we're getting a little closer towards what what we know now. Mm -hmm. Modern tequila is born. The Cuervo family, who everyone now knows and loves, began commercially distilling tequila in seventeen fifty eight, followed later by the Salsa family in eighteen seventy three. It was that close. Yes. Interesting. Hmm. According to Slate, Don Chinobio Salsa was responsible for identifying blue agave as the best for producing tequila. So this is what they continued to use. And by this point, what we know now is tequila was likely being produced at these distilleries. Okay. So this is as close as we can go or as far as we can go back and have actual what we have now. And it's interesting. Again, it's that in either direction you go, it's it's meaning like we still have. Cuervo and yeah. Sousa today. They're still around. And they're doing it the exact same they way. They the kind of like set the, yeah, set the standard. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. We're going to go a little forward about 200 years, 1936. And this is the first time the margarita was invented. It was only in the 30s? Yes. So. Please tell me that it was invented in Miami. Um, actually, no. Cuba? It was in Mexico. Well, Cuba is not. That's true. Yeah. Um, in Mexico. So during prohibition, Americans obviously unable to get their hands on much beyond what they called second rate whiskey and bathtub gin, Mm -hmm. which just sounds terrible. Oh, that shit used to quite literally make you go blind. That's crazy. Yes. Like if you did not go ahead and actually like, oh yeah, if you did not keep an eye on it and it like over distilled the, if you drank too much of it, it would make you go blind. That is insane. Yeah. That's like the white lightning type stuff. I can't wait to look yeah. that up and figure out why that happened. Yeah. Ooh, we'll have to do that for our gin, for our gin cocktails. Oh, episode. absolutely. Absolutely. That will, be a, that will be a topic of conversation. Okay. So they, during prohibition, they began to take advantage of the agave and that's when tequila started to like, oh, I'm sorry. That's when the margarita really started to come into focus. So prohibition, um, during the time, obviously, no one in the U.S. could go to U.S. bars. So what people did was they went across the border into Mexico and Tijuana, which had hundreds of bars. Oh. And this is where everyone got the first, you know, the first taste of the margarita. So by the time 1936 rolled around, it was once again legal to drink in the States and going to Mexico for a good time was no longer requisite. Huh. could finally take care of it here. But a newspaperman, James Graham, and his wife took a trip to Tijuana where they wound up one of uh, in one of the surviving bars during you know from prohibition time but it was owned by an Irishman called Madden so an Irishman in Tijuana serving Americans serving Americans well if this isn't a start of a Quentin Tarantino <laughs> movie I don't know what is 
I love that call. Um, okay, so Madden actually admitted that the margarita was made by mistake. He didn't mean to put those quantities of um, ingredients in to make that drink. He was trying to make something else. But what? being a lucky mistake, this turned into one of the greatest drinks of all time. A lucky mistake. <laughs> by Madden the Irishman. By Madden the Irishman. Didn't mean to make the margarita. But just turned just turned out that way. If you talk like that too long, you might scare Hector. Oh, you know he doesn't like leprechauns. That's right. Where is he over here? And look, <laughs> here is looking at you, baby. Hector, don't listen to him. He's just trying to rally up oh. with his with his with his slack his jaw, cute, his cute little leaf. <laughs> Interesting. So yeah, so um, tequila, and I like I cut out a lot. Yeah, there, there were many many more facts that I decided we couldn't go on about because. Well, I mean, it's only like forty-five minutes show. It's only yeah, it's only about forty-five minutes. So I, uh, when we had spoken, you had said you were like, I've done a lot of research at this point into the history of tequila, and I was like, okay. I was like, well, what am I gonna do? I was like, you know, like, if he knows everything already and he's gonna explain it to the fine people, you know. So the fine people. I decided to go ahead then and take some stuff in a different direction. Okay. So for one thing, I looked up. There is something that is known as the Tequila Express. The Tequila Express, it's a regional bus service that runs in Guadalajara, down in Mexico, okay. to the Sousa Distillery. So along the way, it features tequila tastings, a live mariachi band, Love that. and a full buffet, uh, buffet at the end for when you get to the Sousa Distillery. There's naturally the song, Tequila, by the champs. Mm -hmm. So this was, it was first recorded in 58. What had happened was that the record label that they were under um, had really been like struggling. So the musicians that performed were all just thrown together, performed the song. And as a result, like once it started to get popular, technically the band formally became a band after the song had already been recorded. This ragtag group of people who were like thrown together. Yep. These were all like studio music, uh, musicians, That's and amazing. they were all pretty much just put together then as a result. And it did. It went on to number one on both the pop and the R&B charts, and they won the Grammy in 59 for the best R&B performance. That's crazy. There was a character in Chinese um, like movies called Inspector Tequila Yuan. And he is based on so one of the more like famous movies that he's in is known as a uh, hard boiled, and he's based on a number of like like Dirty Harry from or I'm sorry Clint Eastwood's character from Dirty Harry as well as Steve McQueen's character from Bullet. Oh, a Steve McQueen which, callback, right? As you guys might have uh, been listening in our last episode, if you haven't, go and be horrified at Alex oh, not yeah. knowing the movie Bullet. Uh, or maybe you <laughs> don't have only, to. only thing to be horrified Or about. maybe you don't need to go anymore because I've just told you. But go anyway, just in case you've missed it. Um, and he is described as this. He's like this really hard inspector. Really hard inspector. Just shows no emotions. Um, but he's got like this underlying like emotional line to him. Like really popular, popular character. And then if I say tequila... Who else might you think of? Don Julio. Okay. Uh, I went with Tila. Tila Tequila. Tila Tequila. Now. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. 
Someone I, get me a seatbelt. I don't know if you are, but that's all right. We'll get there. So if anybody that doesn't know who Tila Tequila is, uh, we'll give, tell us. <laughs> give you a little bit of a background. So for one thing, Tila Tequila, she um, first gained a lot of her success. She was kind of one of the first like influencers uh, through, I guess, like what we would now call like an influencer right. uh, yeah. through MySpace. And so there are folks that had noted that before her, your MySpace, which again, for those folks of a certain generation, that was like uh, Facebook. And for those folks of another certain generation, Facebook is kind of like what TikTok is, I guess, or Instagram. Okay. Just work with me. Or don't. Or don't. Um, I'll do that for free. But they had said that, uh, so before her, your MySpace was pretty much curated with friends you actually had in real life. And then there's like what's referred to as like post Tila MySpace, which is then like when you started to become friends with folks you didn't actually know in real life and started to just go ahead and kind of like build up these massive followings of people. Okay, I'm following. So she grew up in Houston after being born in Singapore. She was born in Singapore, moved to Houston. Um, and she kind of had like a rough sort of childhood. She ran away to Queens when she was like 16. I don't know who runs away to Queens, but evidently that's the thing. Yeah. I'd be um, running from. Yeah. It, eventually she was found by a modeling scout in the mall. Um, and she was, well, she became a, a playboy, uh, playboy model. In 2003, she was a contestant on the show Surviving Nugent. Did you ever remember this no. show? It was a reality show featuring Ted Nugent where like D-list celebrities would go and essentially have to like live on Ted Nugent's like compound and perform all of these like bizarre root into in oh backwoods God. fucking you know i can't wait to watch this oh later. dude it is so i i remember watching this show <laughs> how do i not know about this oh uh, it's a vh1 classic oh my goodness from there tila was given a show a shot of love yes with tila tequila all right yes. and it was you know very much in the in the spotlight she T tila you know being uh she was bisexual and the show had featured i believe it was like 16 straight men and 16 uh, lesbian women. And it was a matter of, you know, her finding love. And I never watched love. this. Neither so did I. I never. Okay. This is, I love this. That one I didn't know. The best part is, is that the winner of the show had rejected Tila's ultimate shot of love. Yeah. So she, from there, she had tried to go ahead and get like a, um, a music career off the ground. You know, despite like mixed reviews, things didn't go too bad. Um, I, lo I, I love that you went in this direction because <laughs> it, it really highlights like the way our brains work. Oh, absolutely. Well, the best part was that I had turned around to Nick this morning and I had said, I was like, I know Alex said that he did a, a decent amount of like research already on tequila itself. I was like, I'm going to take it in another direction. And he was like, oh, like, like a Tila tequila type thing. I was like, this is why. This is why, my guy. You guys are perfect. Perfect. So I know what your question is, though. So, like, Nick, what is Tila Tequila doing now? Oh, 
I, I didn't have that question, but now that you say it, I'm very curious. What do you think we could describe so, her as? If she doesn't have her own tequila empire, then she is she is wasted. Well, there's definitely an empire that she's trying to create. Oh. Or maybe yeah. resurrect. <sighs> I have no guesses. Tequila tequila. And I'm not afraid to say this because if I have to explain myself, which I'm going to, I will. <laughs> so somebody come after me. Tila Tequila is a neo-Nazi. Shut up. So. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Bet you didn't expect that one coming. Tila Tequila, <laughs> the Singaporean-born <laughs> to Vietnamese parents who posed in Playboy, neo-Nazi. So... It really started to come about, like, so she was on the UK's version of, um, like, uh, Celebrity Big Brother, and she was, like, kicked off very quickly after the first episode because there was, uh, like, posts back from 2013, which is not a terribly long time ago, realistically, on her Facebook um, of an article titled, Why I Sympathize with Hitler, Part 1. Oh, oh. Oh my goodness. Along with the photo of herself dressed as a slutty Nazi in front of Auschwitz. Oh my God. Yeah. This is my favorite conversation today. In 2016, then, she had posted comments about the need to quote unquote uh, or be concerned about quote unquote the preservation of the white race and had posted um, an, posted a number of very anti Semitic. A number oh of very anti-Semitic uh, posts, along with another one that said, quote, you know what will help Asians earn respect? An Asian version of Adolf Hitler. I want that person to be me. Whose turn was it to watch her? I have no idea. Because I know it wasn't my turn. No. She now actively attends alt-right rallies oh like on a regular basis. And then I wrote, to top it all off, she's a flat earther as well. I'm going to need you to pass me the tequila. Holy shit. Dude, wow. I like I thought I was like, oh, we're going to talk about Tila Tequila. It'll be real fun. And we'll learn about like how like womp, womp, womp. Yeah, we learned Her life right. went. Tequila, tequila is a fucking neo-Nazi. I mean, I, I'm going to say it again. She missed a huge opportunity. All she had to do, Tila's tequila. Done. That's it. That's all she it had to do. itself. That's all she had to do. And she missed out massively. Yeah, dude. I mean, man. Yeah. And this, all this information, folks, at least that I have gathered here, is from uh, Wikipedia. So go ahead and you can check it out there. And everything is sourced there as well. Yeah. I know that I... I don't know how. I know. I apologize that uh, I'm ending my portion of the contribution with, uh, hey, remember that... By the way. Remember that reality star? That Playboy Bunny turned That Playboy Bunny turned neo-Nazi? Yeah. Tequila, tequila. So wait, she's okay. I want to go back really quick. She yeah. said that she wants, she thinks the Asian race needs someone like Hitler, and, and wants it to be her. And she wants to be that person. Okay. That is correct. Okay. Yes, sir. Hundred twenty points to the man in green. <clears throat> yep, that is what she wants to have. I didn't happen. answer in the form of a question. Oh, that is correct. I'm very sorry. We'll have to dock your points then. As a result, yeah. There's no cookie, no cake, no birthday. That's how I feel. Nothing. That is absurd, and I may not ever be able to recover from that. <laughs> like, 
I want to know so much more, but at the same time, like I don't want to end up like on an FBI watch list because the fact is that I'm looking up like what tequila is actively doing. She should be on an FBI watch list. I'm sure she is. I'm sure she is. I don't know, man. Anybody that throws around the word like Zionist as often as she does, like on her posts, I'm like, ooh, girl, like, you know. I didn't know people still use that word. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. But um, my goodness. Yeah. So that's uh, that's my contribution to tequila. The fun bus ride, the fun dance and the neo-Nazi. I want to give just a I just want to. Oh, God, you're going to redeem us. Thank you. I just want to take attention away from tequila for a second and just say, um, I mean, you know, I love tequila. Like, hands down, if you didn't make me pick one drink to have for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, you just like you can only have one alcohol. It'd be tequila. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Why f- though? You know, I, I think, I, I can't take shots of vodka. Oh, okay. Oh, you have a little uh, tahini on your nose. <laughs> I got you, buddy. Don't worry. I can't take shots of. <laughs> you just cleaned off the Boop. tip of my nose. Okay, I've been detahined in the middle of the show. Detahined. Oh, that's good. Um, Continue. So I can't, I can't take shots of vodka. I don't know why. Yeah. And like dark liquor never really did it for me. Like rum. I'm not a big rum Mm-mm, fan. No. I'm not a big, like I like whiskey, but it's probably bullet if I'm drinking it by itself. Yeah. And like even then, I don't want that all the time. But like tequila, it just makes your clothes come off. Well, and you know what it is. You know why? Tequila is not unlike all other alcohols, a depressant. I think we talked about this once. I think so. Okay. So in person, can you explain it to me? Because I'm not a hundred percent on the, is it, I mean, it has to be like a chemical thing in the agave. Yes. I guess so. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you keep, you vent. I I didn't want to, I didn't want to put you on the spot, but it's too late. I did it. So I'm going to go back to my story. When, uh, my now fiance and myself went out on our first date. I tried to coax her into a shot of tequila and she was not having it. And now I just said that I don't like taking shots of vodka, but we compromised and I took a shot of vodka. And, um, and now, you're, five en- and and now you're engaged. Here we are. So it turns out that I've made up a lie. Oh, it's a lie. Simply put, that uh, simply put, that is a myth. Tequila is alcohol, and alcohol is a depressant. Okay. Yeah. So. See, we're not afraid to admit when we're wrong. Well, and I think that's very. Important. Yeah. Well, you know what it is. It's because of the fact is that you had asked me, and I wanted to check to verify if I already had like the incorrect information already locked away in this brain of mine, I would have just spewed that out to you and we would have just called it a day. We're not afraid to admit when we're wrong as long as nobody vets us. As long as nobody vets us. Yeah. God damn it. That's how that goes. I've gotten used to tequila as I've gotten older. Like Mm. if it's served to me properly and it's done well, again, I like a good clear alcohol. I'm like... I put my best manly face on when I go to the bar and order tequila shots, and they're like salt and lime. I'm like, no, nah, no, I don't to, do that. You can give it to these clowns. Yeah, I don't. I don't need that at no, all. No, no just I as just long want as it's tequila. chilled. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, I don't want anything. I think that's what it is. Because when you're like, when you're 18, 19 years old, 
you're a piece of shit, and you'll drink whatever you need to drink. <laughs> you may be a piece of shit when you're not 18 or 19. But oh no, no, no! I'm not saying totally I'm not saying that we're still not. A, no, we're still pieces <laughs> okay. of shit. It's just I want my I want my booze served <laughs> to me at the temperature I deserve. Right. I just want to clear yes, that up. Absolutely. Okay. Good. See, that's when we're not gonna lie. We're still pieces of shit. We but we really don't lie. No, not at all. I don't we're really good not it. liars. Yes. There's a word for that. It's called truthers. I think. I don't want to call ourselves truthers <laughs> because I feel like all of a sudden we're going to go ahead and start to get tagged by Tila Tequila in her next <laughs> flat, co- earth. flat earth. Wait, you know what I also heard about, mm. um, you know, if, if you believe the earth is flat, yeah, is that if you go off one side, you just respawn on the other side, like a video game. And like you can, in, like, like, like keep Pac-Man going. type style. Yeah. I haven't heard that. I don't, I, I'm, I'm sure that there are folks that believe it. Probably. We'll save that for another episode. Maybe we'll dive on it. Flat Earthers? Oh, I'm into that. Oh, I would totally do it. No, I don't want you to. I'm gonna, I don't want. I'm, I love you to death, but I feel like you're going to come in here before we start recording and go, I don't know what you read, but they had a couple Nick, points. Nick, okay, look, hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. Have you ever seen the other side of the Earth? Here, just drink this, and then it's we'll like, talk about And then we'll talk about how the Earth is flat. <laughs> and the lizard people are controlling it. Hey. Be nice to them. They have to live underground. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, goodness. I mean, I, I, I want some more tequila. I do, too. I feel like if we do that, we're not going to want to record what comes out of our mouths. We're then. probably going to have to uh, stop now. I think so. And uh, go make some more drinks. I think so. That sounds like a great idea. P- everyone, please stay watching socials. We're going to put them up. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We're going to put them up. Please. They're important, so make sure, uh, yeah, you hit us up on Instagram and Twitter. Yes, that is. So we, uh, we're on Instagram. You you do the Instagram. I'll do the Twitter. Deal. We're on Instagram <laughs> at beers underscore 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 and that's three underscores. Three underscores. And on Twitter, at beers and one, but our handle is beers underscore underscore underscore, underscore and. and that's three underscores. Three underscores. I can count to three. There we go. Can you? Un, deux, trois. And if you need otherwise, you can go ahead and send us your uh, suggestions as well. We're always looking Please for... Please um, do. We, we need more beer to drink. So yeah. if you can suggest uh, something that is safe to drink, yeah, we'll probably we'll drink. do it. Hit us up at uh, beersandpodcast at gmail.com. If we get to it, we will take it all, take a, take a look at it and get back to you. Otherwise, uh, I'll catch you next time. I'll catch you next time. We'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Peace. And is hosted by Alex Chula and me, Nick Messina. Video producer is Mike Delavan. Original music is by Alex Chula. Sound effects have been provided by Zapsplat. And audio editing and producing is from me, Nick Messina. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Beers And wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at beers underscore 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 and. That's beers, three underscores, the word and on both Twitter and Instagram. And of course, Alex and I always want you to enjoy your beer safely and responsibly. Neither Alex nor myself have any affiliations with any of the breweries we sampled in this episode, be them legal affiliations or otherwise. If you have any questions or concerns, please email us at beersandpodcast at gmail.com. That's beers, the word and, podcast at gmail.com.